0: Welcome back to another episode of the Politics Unboxed podcast. I'm Reese, and today we're going to be taking another look at the upcoming, or rather in progress, Labour leadership election in our Labour leadership roundup. Today I'm going to take a focus on Rebecca Long Bailey. She is, at the moment, one of the the favoured two candidates out of the four. Her and Sir Keir Starmer seem to be topping. Uh, most of the polls uh, Sirke Starmer is still the front runner if there had to be one but Rebecca Long-Bailey is really pushing him the most out of all of the other candidates Lisa Nandy and Emily Thornberry both uh, both behind where Rebecca Long-Bailey is in terms of challenging Sir Keir Starmer so yesterday we will be focused on Rebecca Long-Bailey what to say about her well she is the darling of the left uh, she has been endorsed by the Unite Union. She has been labelled, uh, for a lot of a lot of people, as a continuity Corbyn. Um, some people will find that absolutely wonderful to hear. Other people will despair. And fairly importantly, when asked how to rate Jeremy Corbyn's time as leader of the Labour Party, she now infamously responded. 10 out of 10 so <laughs> it's it's interesting, she has portrayed herself as the uh, the left wing, the ad now devout socialist candidate um, and it's, it's clearly a position that she holds it's clearly a position she wants to portray herself as uh, as as a member of Jeremy Corbyn's top table she has her responsibilities in that government, she can't turn around, or in that prospective government, they never made it, as we are all aware from the 2019 general election but she has her her crosses to bear if you want to put it, put it that way she was a massive part of La- Labour Party policy manufacture for the 2019 general election she's said it herself um, she spent a lot of time in her office uh, trying to devise parts of the Labour Party platform she was very involved in the Green New Deal, um, very involved with the leadership. Um, She's not being called that continuity Corbyn nickname for nothing. She really was very closely tied to Jeremy Corbyn and his economic ideas and the ideas for how to bring about that change that the Labour Party manifesto was all about. With being at that top table, it is also Apparent that she will <coughs> excuse me, that she will not be able to escape the yoke of anti-Semitism. It has, or the the portrayal of that has plagued the Labour Party increasingly since Jeremy Corbyn became their leader, and it has it has heightened to sort of feverish levels the, the claims of anti-Semitism, the instances, the allegations, uh, the prosecutions, the suspensions. Um, All of that has noticeably increased. The media have caught on to it. And because Rebecca Long-Bailey was at the top table, was in the inner circle of Jeremy Corbyn's top team, it's impossible for her to escape that. Now if Labour want a clean break, they have to lose some of the things that made them into that historic failure of the 2019 general election. If the Labour Party stays the same then they are likely to face a very similar result thereby Rebecca Long-Bailey rating Corbyn 10 out of 10 and being as inexorably linked to his economic policy his social policy his energy policy his sustainability policy and all of the pitfalls that came with the Corbyn project antisemitism being the headline one it will be hard for Labour to redefine itself. She would argue it doesn't need to. But I think the election result speaks for itself. There has to be at least some movement on the part of the Labour Party. So, Rebecca Long-Bailey is a Northern woman. Two ticks straight out of the box. The Labour Party needs to win back the North. It needs to win back large chunks of those towns or areas in places like Blythe Valley, at Wakefield, all those areas where Leave was strong, where historically the Labour Party may well have taken their votes for granted. They need to win those areas back. And in the, the Northern category, Rebecca Bailey can bring firepower, can bring a lot of firepower into this debate. Uh, she plays a lot on the fact that she lived through sort of the deindustrialisation period, the 40 years of, uh, of Thatcherism, um, and also it would be a bonus for the next Labour leader to be a woman. The Labour Party has never had a female leader apart from acting leaders. Uh, Harriet Harman uh, served as acting leader for a while, but um, as a permanent leader. The Labour Party has never had a woman, and rightly or wrongly they feel the need, or a lot of people within the party, feel the need to make the next leader a woman. Now I've already done uh, a podcast episode on that, it was episode episode 3, uh, when I talked about whether Sir Keir Starmer should actually drop out of the race, um, and I then went on to talk about, about women in politics, so if you're more interested in that, episode 3 of this series is for you. But as it is, her credentials for being the leader to sort of try and win back the electorate as a, a northern woman, they're not looking too bad. Uh, she could play a role similar to the role John Prescott played in Tony Blair's administration. He was there to keep the dyed in the wool Labour voters, the people who are there for the socialism, they are there for. All of these traditional Labour Party policy, Labour Party policies and platforms, and who might have been turned off by by Tony Blair and his his neoliberal economic plans or the Third Way, she would be a candidate who could certainly shore up those uh, those voters. Now, one thing that's very important to understand is that Rebecca Long Bailey is not a unity candidate. Out of possibly all the candidates on the stage when they have their leadership hustings, she is perhaps the most isolationist out of all those candidates. She is sticking clearly to her principles, but the Labour Party is a broad church. The Labour Party has socialists, the Labour Party has social democrats, the Labour Party has a few neoliberals who are still around from the time of of when Tony Blair was there and they came for the the economic policy. It has to be a broad church. So, as a unity candidate, Long Bailey doesn't really pass the test. Also, if Labour is going to ever have power again, it has to win an election. That is fundamentally the purpose of a political party. It is a mechanism through which people who have a grievance, or who have a particular issue about which they are uh, very, very keen on seeing resolved, political parties are a mechanism for those people to get the levers of power, and thereby influence the society in which they live. If the Labour Party is going into this leadership election not thinking about trying to win the 2024 election, then the Labour Party may as well disband. If the Labour Party does not win power, it's a non-entity. It becomes a pressure group. It becomes as as politically active as a pressure group. Because without political representation, a political party is essentially just a pressure group. Rebecca Long-Bailey could divide the party. She could. There are a lot of people who have been potentially not overly enamoured by all of Jeremy Corbyn's leadership taking it to the left, then they could end up just flat out leaving the party. Some people have on good authority, some people are actually considering if a strong or a firm left-wing ticket wins both the leadership and the deputy leadership, that they will have to seriously consider their membership of the Labour Party. So it is it is just wrong for people to wonder or to expect her to try and play some sort of unity card, because her speeches and her rhetoric clearly espouses that she will be more divisive than than a uniting figure. Sadiq Khan said uh, that in order to be successful again, the Labour Party shouldn't be thinking about narrowing its tribe, it should be thinking about expanding its tribe and Sadiq Khan is absolutely right and personally I may, it may be that I will eat my words on this in in uh, five years time if she becomes leader of the Labour Party and wins an overall majority in the House of Commons but at the moment I'm prepared to suggest that if she becomes the leader of the Labour Party then the chances of them increasing their voter base to return them to power would be slim Incredibly slim. Uh, she would likely be another one of the, the darlings of the Momentum group of the party. And there are a lot of people, uh, notably Alan Johnson, a former uh, Home Secretary under the last Labour government, who said, sort of after the 2019 election defeat, that they want Momentum out of the party. There are plenty of people who will think now Momentum have had their chance. Rebecca Long-Bailey represents Momentum quite clearly. She is the continuity Corbyn candidate. That is almost just a, a statement of fact there. She is a continuity Corbyn candidate. Um, and if she takes the rules of power, then, well, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how Party would respond. Also, she has a couple of um, couple of big big uh, ideas for her, her policy platform. Should she get there, um, one of the ones sort of constitutional reform to abolish the House of Lords. Um, just one that's stuck out in mind. Uh, she would have to focus on winning back the Red Wall, though that sort of those northern towns, and she could do that. She could, but if she loses in some of the more metropolitan areas, the areas that Tony Blair was able to win, the areas that could considerably be three-way marginals between the Labour Party, the Liberal Democrats and the Conservatives, if she loses support in them but gains the Red War, is it worth it? Is the sacrifice worth it by narrowing the church, by narrowing the, the spectrum of the Labour Party? What does the Labour Party lose? That's a question that the Labour Party is going to have to answer. One interesting thing. When I was doing some research on Rebecca Long-Bailey, there is an article out that uh, suggests she has broken the leadership contest rules, but was cleared by Corbyn supporters on the National Executive Committee in order to keep her on the ballot paper. Now, the accusations are that she used a pre-existing contact list of Labour members in her constituency to advertise her candidacy for leadership, and that, that is banned. Now, whether or not she did that, I don't know. I haven't got the the information, but the allegation was made and there are several MPs who I hold in high regard who are making those allegations. So there's enough smoke for there to conceivably be a fire. Also, if she does win the leadership and this story becomes larger, well, then we could be in a, a situation where the Conservative Party or the Liberal Democrats or whoever is up against the Labour Party in a direct contest could turn around and say that the leader was undemocratically elected. They could paint the leadership in a bad light and it could have similar effects to what Ed Miliband had in 2015. Because he'd beaten his brother in the leadership election, he was he was portrayed by the Conservative Party um, some of the right-wing press in the country as a figure lacking in, in certain in certain moral scruples. It, it was a, a divisive campaign and I'm sure I will get on to the media and the 2015 general election at some point throughout the, the course of this podcast. But if there is a cloud hanging over how Rebecca Long-Bailey got leadership of the Labour Party have no fear. The Tories, the press whoever wants to fight Labour will pick it up and will rumble it because that is politics. She also has uh some personal views on, on abortion that could be could be raised. Now they these shouldn't be relevant. They shouldn't. Your personal views, as long as they don't uh cause conflict with public policy ideas, your personal views mm-hmm. they're fine to be left out of most public discourse. But, in the current climate, it's probably always been the case. Personal views and policy ideas get conflated. And the people who will be battling against the Labour Party will use that evidence. Whether or not it stands, that's not for me to say. But they will use it, and people will judge her on it. Right, I have run out of time um, to talk about the... Actually, fairly new MP. She was in from 2015 t- to uh, to present, Rebecca Long-Bailey. So that is going to be the end of the podcast for today. Uh, so that was all one focused on the Shadow Secretary of State for Business, Energy, Industrial Strategy. And that was Rebecca Long-Bailey's sort of profile in the Labour Leadership Roundup. Thank you very much for listening, and Goodbye. Mm-hmm.